You are listening to the weekly podcast of Impact Worship Center in Mableton, Georgia. We pray you enjoy today's message. Behold, 
will do yeah, a new thing. Now, someone scream now. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. On this morning, as Holy Spirit shall guide, I'm going to teach, preach from this theme and topic. God is making ways and rivers. Now, maybe you don't need a way. Maybe you don't need a river. I ain't come to talk to you. But if you need for God to make a way, if you need for God to prepare a river, I need for you to scream to the top of your voice, God is making ways and rivers. You may be seated in the presence and the power of our loving Lord and Savior, Jesus our risen Christ. In Pagnation, God is in us, God is with us, and God is for us. I don't care what it looks like, what it feels like, I need for you to understand that during the incipient stage of this sermon, God is in us, God is with us and God is for us. Can you open up your mouth and say that with me in concert? Say, God is in us. God is with us. And God is for us. And because God is for us, he is more than the entire world against us. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8 and 31, What shall we say to these things? What things? Anything that tries to prohibit you from being who God has called you to be. What shall we say to these things? Here's what we should say according to Paul. If God for us, who? Ask your neighbor, if God before us, who can be against us? Haters, sickness, disease, demonic forces. If God be, let me make it personal because maybe your neighbor ain't feeling you. If God be for me, who can be against me? Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear not, for I, God, am with you. Be not dismayed, disheartened, distressed, or depressed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will support you. I will reinforce you. I will fortify you. I will help you. I will uphold you or maintain or sustain you with my righteous right hand the right hand of God in the Latin it is dexteria demani the right hand toward our God it is commonly used in the Bible as a metaphor for the sovereignty or the supreme power of God 
when David began to reminisce over the many times that God had delivered him and saved he writes in Psalm 20 and 6. He writes in Psalms 20 and 6. Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots or superficial things. Some trust in horses or the strength of this world. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. People who put their trust in anything other than God they are brought down and fallen but because we put our trust in God we are risen and we stand upright save Lord please hear us when we call I came to tell somebody that God is building you up God is strengthening you God is encouraging you he's giving you proper perspective he's giving you impenetrable peace is there anybody in this place who can wave your hands and say yes my peace would not be able to be penetrated by the pain of this world if there's anybody in this place who understands that when the world is going through issues it only presents an opportunity for God to show himself strong and mighty in your life is there anybody in this place who can wave your hands and say Bishop I know that it's God who's on my side holding me up keeping my mind I know that it's God on my side that is keeping me from going off and shutting the whole thing down he is my peace he is my comforter he is my keeper and he is building me up during this season when the enemy is trying to tear me down Psalm 118 and 23 says this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes I want to tell you something and I speak to you from a platform of prophecy and say to you, prepare yourself for the greatest manifestation of God's power that your faith has ever produced in the history of your life. This is not for everybody. But if you can receive it in the realm of the spirit, I prophesy to you and tell you to prepare yourself for the greatest manifestation of God's power that your faith has ever produced in the history of your life. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old, for God is preparing to do something new. Ah. Oh. Sit down. I got to talk to you. It will not happen the way that it has happened in times past. Stop trying to use old strategies in a new season. Look at your neighbor and act like you ain't scared of him and tell him stop trying to use old strategies in a new season. Jesus said it this way in Luke 5, 37 through 39. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Or else, watch this, the new wine will burst the wineskins. 
In other words, what God is downloading into your mind and into your spirit, the old mentality that you function in won't be able to handle it. The new mind is going to blow up the old wine skin. That's why you need for God to stretch and expand your capacity to receive what it is he has for your life. Someone said, God, expand my mind. Say, God, stretch my capacity to receive something new from you. No one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled. Tell someone no wasted wine. And the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins and then both of them can be reserved. I need for you to understand the words that are coming out of my mouth as I speak to your spirit. You are about to drink new wine. Lord, have mercy. I don't think they heard what I said. And I ain't talking about um, some of that wine that y'all sip on either. I'm talking about the wine that is produced from the vein of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about that type of wine that only Jesus can produce and serve. Open up your mouth and scream, I'm about to drink new wine. But in order to drink new wine, it will require a new mind. See, if you don't have a new mind, you won't be able to drink this new wine. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will be able to receive what is that, the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, how long will you allow your spirit to be saved and your mind to yet remain to be delivered? See, your spirit is saved, but your mind is in bondage. Your spirit is ready to go to heaven, but it is because of your mind that you keep living through hell on earth. Is there anybody in this place who can stand up on your feet and pray this prayer? Lord, take my mind to a higher level. Say, Lord, take my mind to a higher level let this mind be in you that was also in christ jesus who thought it not robbery to see himself co-equal with god it is impossible for you to be your daddy's child and not have your daddy's characteristics you should have his mannerisms you should have his tendencies his mannerism is power and his tendency is faith and he has faith to execute and operate in his power and his authority. So you have power. You, have a th you don't just have dunamis. You also have what? Exousia. Which means you have the legal right to operate in the ability that God has invested into your life. Am I talking to an empowered nation on today? Am I talking to an empowered church on today? Open up your mouth and say, I've got the power. Oh, you don't believe it. Look at your say, neighbor, I've got the power and I'm about to use what God has placed in my life. If you believe it, put your hands together and give God glory in the house. Uh, uh, you may be seated. Behold, 
Hallelujah. I will do a new thing now. Someone scream now. You've been waiting for a long time trying to figure out when God is going to do it. Open up your mouth and say now. Oh, healing win. Joy win. Power in the Holy Ghost win. Prosperity win. A new fresh anointing win. Unspeakable joy win. Healing in my body win. Healing in my marriage win. Healing in my mind win. Open up your mouth and scream now. Behold, I will do a new thing now. It shall spring forth. First of all, it's not just going to come forth. It's going to spring forth. Now in order, Anthony, for something to spring forth, it has to be backed with power. Y'all ain't talking to me on today. Um, the, the, the miracle that's about to spring forth players is back with power that's going to propel you to a new level in God. So God says it's impossible for you to spring forth without you going to a higher level. Is there anybody in this place who's ready to go to a higher level in God, a higher level in your prayer life, a higher level in your faith, a higher level in your testimony, a higher level in your bank account? Open up your mouth and say, God, let it spring forth with power. I said, open up your mouth and say, God, let it spring forth with power. Take me to a new dimension in you. Someone say higher. Someone say higher. Someone say higher. I think the folk on this side ride with me. Somebody say higher. Oh, now I'm feeling you in the center section. Is somebody in the place want to go higher? Come on, say higher. I can't forget about my folk on this side. If you want to go higher, open up your mouth and throw your big head back and say higher. Some of y'all don't know that you got a big head, but you got a big head. Open up your mouth, throw your head back and say higher. Got to go higher in God tired of the same prayer language y'all ain't talking to me tired of the same expectation which only says god if you just give me enough to make it no 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 scripture says enemy comes to steal kill and destroy jesus i've come that you might have life and that you may have it sporadically you better get your scripture right that you may have life and life what more someone say overflow. overflow see when you begin to live life in the overflow people will begin to put respect on your name why because the overflow is never for you Y'all ain't riding with me. The old big Mike, the overflow ain't for you. It's for you to be a blessing to someone else. And can I tell you something? During this season, God is not prospering shoppers, He's prospering sowers. So if I'm talking to some sowers, Deacon Evans, if I'm talking to some sowers at Lord, if I'm talking to every sower that's in the house, you ought to tear the roof off this church because God is not blessing the shopper. He's blessing the sower. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, I receive it now. Y'all excited. Y'all sit down, Dana. Y'all excited this morning. Open up your mouth and say, now. 
Ooh, y'all sound good. Say it again. Say now. now. Oh, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? It's going to be so blatantly on it's going to be so blatantly obvious that the hand of God is upon your life shall you not know it I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert in our text Isaiah 43 Israel has rejected the Lord and followed their own lusts and desires but in spite of their unfaithfulness to God, God is yet faithful and forgiving towards them, ready to save and deliver. Isn't it good news that God's commitment towards us is not contingent upon our consistency with him? Y'all gonna act like that? You gonna act like that? And I, 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 know, I know this is relevant to some of you because this is the first time I've seen you at church all year. And God is still gracious and merciful and giving you everything that you need to sustain your life, even though he's sustaining your life in the midst of your sin. That's what makes him a good God. What makes him a good God is not the fact that he gives me goodness, but what makes him a good God is that he doesn't take me out because of my bad ways. That's why I praise him, not for a new car, not for a new house, not for money, not for bling bling, but I praise him because of his grace, his mercy, and his willingness to forgive me. Oh, wretched man that I am. I ain't talking to you who came out of your mother's womb speaking in tongue, but I'm talking to those of you who, like me, who's needed grace since you've been saved, who had to ask God, God, forgive me for sins of commission and sins of omission. Thank you for loving me in spite of me. Paul said, I prayed to God three times and asked him to take this thorn away. And you know what God said? My grace is sufficient. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you can keep your judgment. I will receive his grace. Do I have any grace recipients in the house on today? Unmerited favor. I don't deserve it. I get on my own nerves sometimes. But God puts up with me even when other folk put me out. Oh, sit down. Sit down. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Did you hear that? They are new every morning, which means you sin every day. Because if you didn't sin every day, you wouldn't need new mercy every morning. And that's why I'm so glad I don't pastor a religious stuck-up church. Because we understand that all of our righteousness is like a filthy rag before him. Look at today and say, you better be glad I trust him. You better be glad I love him because if I didn't love him and trust him, I would have cussed you out. Don't tell him that. Don't tell your, tell your neighbor that. If it's the truth, it's the truth. And you know what? Can I help you? Sometimes... If, even if you don't say the word, you think it. Can 
can I be real, Randy? I, I'm, I, am I in a real church? Sometimes, and I think it was Jesus who said, if you ponder upon adultery or fornication, it's just as if you've done it. Now, that is not a license for you to go do that. But sometimes we don't understand how thankful we should be because of the grace and goodness of God. When you begin to think that you're all that and that you don't need God's help, and you can always tell when people begin to get beside themselves, they go MIA. Most times, those of us who say we love him, we view him as a bail bondsman. Someone that we only call up when we get in trouble and we need to be bailed out of the prison of our poor decision. But God says, I don't just want to be your bail bondsman. I want to be your initial counselor. I want to be involved in the very details of your life. Because if you put me at the front in the details, I will cause you not to be involved in dysfunction. The reason why you have so much dysfunction is because you didn't include God in the details. You had this baby that God didn't impregnate you with and you're demanding him to pay child support. I'm about to lose the house, so I better come back out of that. I'm about to lose the house. I'm about to come, because y'all, y'all. God said, wait a minute. How you going to go and do what I told you not to do and then come back and try to hold me accountable and responsible for something I didn't impregnate you with? Best thing you can do is change your attitude and ask for mercy. Because you ain't going to get nothing from God acting mad. All right, come back. I'm done. Smile. It's okay. Breathe. God is willing to walk with the Israelites during their season of self-induced suffering with the intent of bringing them out with the saving strength of his right hand. One of the most powerful attributes of God is his ability and willingness to forgive. Scripture says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all sinned and even fallen short of what God initially intended for our lives. Can I tell you something? Your flesh is a mess. Elder Brown did. Can I tell you on this side, your flesh is ain't no good thing found in your flesh. Your flesh is funky. Your flesh, don't wash it for three days and see what happens. I remember when A.T. was, <laughs> he was a little boy. He was about, about maybe, maybe two, three years old. And you know, anybody who knows me, you know I'm, I'm nice nasty. I'm always washing my hands. I'm always spraying Lysol. And you know, whenever my kids would get a cold, in the house, even today, I chased them with Lysol because daddy ain't got time to be getting sick. Well, he was a little something, a little something, still running around in diapers. And this boy came running over me, to me with a runny nose and a poopy diaper. But because I love him, I still picked him up. 
because I love him, I still wiped his nose and cleaned his butt. Come here. God understands how messy and how funky and how stank your flesh is, but because he loves you, he still pick you up, wash you off, turn you around, place your feet on solid ground, and when other people talk about you, he calls you his child. If that's not a reason to give God glory, if that's not a reason to give God praise, I don't know what is. He messed with me even when I was messy. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor, that's why I rock with Jesus, because he rocked with me, even during the funky seasons of my life, he washed the sin off, as a matter of fact, one day he reached way down, and he picked me up, and he cleaned me up, is there anybody here who can thank God for the washing, who can thank God for the cleaning, who can thank God for the purification process that you're even now he does not judge you he loves you I heard someone say Jesus accepts you the way that you are but he loves you too much to leave you that way look at your name and say neighbor Jesus loves you the way that you are or he accepts you the way that you are but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. Am I the only person in here? Things you used to do, you don't do no more. Even if your testimony is, I don't do it as much. I used to smoke weed five days a week. Now I'm down to one. Oh, I'm too real for him, God. You got to help me. I feel free. I used to drink gin and juice. Now I drink some Hennessy just every now and then. Do I have anybody on this side who is free and say, I used to cuss every day. And now I got that thing down to once a week. Just don't set me off. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. He is performing a great work in me, and it is marvelous in my eyes. Say, so I am the one that God is using to show himself strong and mighty in my life. Is there anybody here who can grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I got to pull on you because there's an anointing in your life that God is using to help take me to the next level. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, neighbor, you ain't said like I said, say, oh, neighbor, I thank God for the anointing that's on your life. Say, I'm excited about what God is doing. Say, it is marvelous in my eyes. Give God praise in the house. I said, give God praise in the house. I said, give God praise in this house. Break. Sit down. Psalm 103 and 12 says, He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west.
I need that organ to ride heavy back there, sir, because I feel like we're about to have church in this place. Look at your neighbor and scream, I am forgiven. We're talking about believing God and going for it. But many times, we can't go for it, Lydia, because we have yet to forgive ourselves. And the Bible says, if a man's heart condemning, then he cannot fulfill the will of the kingdom. Forgive yourself, baby, because God has forgiven you. Now what you got to do, you can't just repent. You got to repent and forsake. You just can't confess your sins. You got to forsake your sins. Scripture says in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he'll be faithful and just to cleanse us of our sins or to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That word cleanse means to wash it away. He didn't say you can put your sin on pause. He says, I want to wash it away. And washing is something that has to take place on an ongoing basis. Deliverance is not just a one-time occurrence. It is something that takes place over the span of your life. You can't say, I ain't going to take a bath this week because I washed last week. <laughs> it is something that you should do often. Sometimes you wash yourself in the shower. Sometimes you sit down in the tub. However you wash yourself, make sure that you make yourself clean. Sometimes you wash yourself by reading the word. Sometimes you wash yourself in prayer. You ain't talking to me. Sometimes you wash yourself when you fast and consecrate your mind and your spirit. Whatever you've got to do to wash the stink off your life is what you need to do to make sure that your fragrance is not offensive to God. Ask your neighbor, is your scent offensive to him? see sometimes we don't even recognize when we're stank because we've been stank for so long you ever walked to somebody's house and there was an odor of the house it wasn't trash it was in the carpet because the carpet hadn't been cleaned in a while it wasn't the trash, it was a wooden floor that they haven't mopped in over a year. But because they're in that stink house for so long, Stovall, they have grown immune to the smell. And so that's why I like the old school church, because the old school church had mothers that had the capacity to sniff out sin. Y'all, they gonna talk back. Lori, you came up in that kind of church. You, you were afraid to go to the club on Saturday and come in church on Sunday because the mother had the anointing to... Baby, come here. You need to get on the altar and call Jesus. I'm about done. 
But y'all sure pulling on me. I bless God for you. Micah 7 and 19 says, You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and throw all our iniquities into the depths of the sea to remember them no more. Open up your mouth and say, God forgives. Say, Jesus saves. And he wants me to live. Isn't that good news? In other words, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in, who love Christ Jesus, who walk not the flesh, not the spirit, for the law of the spirit of life, Christ Jesus has made us free from all sin and death. In other words, it doesn't matter what you have done in your past. It doesn't matter if you have current struggles. God is able and willing to forgive. Do you? Do, do, we shout over cars. We shout over money, Randy. But we sit and act like God's grace is just something to be taken for granted. Do you know how jacked up you really are? Do you know how messed up you should be based upon the past trauma of your life? What my real folk at? What my real folk at? There are some people here who were touched at an early age and your innocence was taken from you. But you are yet here in your right mind. You are yet here giving God glory. You are yet here with the capacity to love and forgive others yourself. That's something that is worthy to give God glory for. Can you give God glory not just for the superficial things, but can you give God glory for his supernatural grace, for his supernatural mercy, for his supernatural favor, for his supernatural love and caring? God, thank you for the way that you care for me and keep me. Someone said, God forgives, Jesus saves, and he wants me to live. Listen, sit down. Remember not the former things. I got to deal with this for the last five minutes that I have. Remember not the former things. God is speaking to his people. No doubt, the Israelite hearer and doer or the Israelite hearer and reader of the text begin to reminisce on how God had in aforetime delivered their forefathers from Egyptian captivity. But God tells them that their deliverance from Babylon will be even bigger and better. Tell somebody this deliverance is going to be even bigger and better. It's going to be bigger and better because it will bring about restoration and repositioning in the land in which they had lost. As I was meditating late, God gave me four prophetic words that he told me to speak over this congregation on today. He said repositioning, restoring, replenishing, and reviving. Is there anybody in this place who needs some of that in your life? Open up your mouth and say, God is repositioning me. God is restoring me. God is replenishing me. And God is reviving me. I don't know who I'm talking to, but this is the word that you came to hear on today. God is repositioning you. He told me to tell you that you have a new place in him. God is restoring you. He told me to tell you that he's giving you back 
take what was lost God is replenishing you which means he's filling you up all over again and God is reviving you he's anointing you to live again look at your neighbor and say neighbor I prophesy over your life you shall live and not die tell them stand still and see the salvation of the Lord someone spring repositioning someone spring restoring someone spring replenishing someone spring reviving is there anybody in this place who thought that you had lost your mind who thought that you were ready to throw in the towel and just die but God says on today he kept you for such a time as this you're going to proclaim you're going to profess you're going to produce the will of God in this earth is there anybody in this place who can wave your hands and say oh yes this is my season of repositioning this is my season of restoration this is my season of replenishing God is filling me again filling me with joy filling me with power filling me with purpose filling me to be who he has called me to be unapologetically and after all of this he's reviving me he's anointing me to live again your season of existing is over God wants you to live God wants you to live God wants you to have joy God wants you to have peace God wants you to have power grab your neighbor grab him by the hand and say neighbor there is no way in this world that God will bring you through this fight he won't just bring you to the fight but he's gonna give you the victory is there anybody here you ready to give God a victory praise you ready to give God of victory praise because he told you to remember not the former things he wants you to forget about the pain of your past he wants you to forget about the pain of your past he told me to tell you to stop lamenting over who left look at your neighbor and say neighbor stop crying over who left they left you because your level of excellence exposed their mediocrity you ought to be glad some people left because it wasn't until they left that the ankle weights fell off and now you're able to ascend to a higher level in God you're able to go higher to a place I'm about to preach up in here where you can say eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered into the heart of men those things that God is doing for those of us who love him look at your neighbor and say God is making waves and rivers say God 
is making a way out of no way and he's making wet places even more wet dry places are gonna be saturated with the living water the water that's drawn from the depth of Jacob's well my anointing scripture says remember not the former things neither consider the things of old God told me to tell you don't get stuck in the pain or the prosperity of your past because God has something better open up your mouth don't talk to your neighbor talk to yourself and say God has something better in store for my life yeah remember not the former things neither consider the things of old hear me when I tell you this you gotta forget about programs strategies systems and mindsets that are archaic and obsolete and somebody came this morning just to hear these next few words that I'm going to produce into your spirit you got to forget about programs strategies systems and mindsets thinking that someone else should pay for the poor decisions of your past when only God can redeem the time did you hear what I said? You got to stop thinking that someone else should pay for the poor decisions you've made with your life because only God can redeem the time. Look at your neighbor and say, stop getting mad with me. I'm not the one who has the power to redeem the time. God says, if you praise him, God says, if you would bless him, it doesn't matter if you wasted the last 30 years of your life. He can flip it, he can fix it, and do it in three years. He can flip it, he can do it in 30 days. If you have faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Is there anybody in this house who can say by faith, I know that he's making a way and he's giving me a river. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what got you here will not take you there. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what got you here will not take you there. Now, I'm not talking of the ground to people who are comfortable here. I'm talking about people who want to go there. Come on and go with me into my father's house. Is there anybody here who can say the steps of a good man? are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Is there anybody who's willing to step out 
in faith if you take one step God will take two there is no secret what God will do when he went unto his own his own received him not but to as many as believe on his name to them gave he the power to become the sons of God open up your mouth and say I am his son I am his daughter I am his child give him praise in the house give him praise in the house I said give him praise in the house Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, what got you here, piano, would not take you there. Got a word for you? Got a word for you? The victorious and evolving child of God must be comfortable with the challenge of consistent change. Say it again. The victorious and evolving child of God. Do I have any here? You must be comfortable with the challenge of consistent change. Here's why. How can you say you want something better when you refuse to accept anything new? There's a cliff up here, and I learned that a turn in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. How many of you have driven your life over a cliff because you refuse to change, and you yet blame everybody else? you refuse to change but God says remember not the former things neither consider the things of old he says I'm going to do something new he says I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert when he says I'm going to make a way in the wilderness it means that God is going before you Stovall come here man come here Stovall come here Stovall it, it means Mike Norwood come here man stand in front of me come here Mike stand. he says stay face that way face that way come here big Mike face that way face that way Stand next to him. Stand next to him, facing that way. I will make a way in the wilderness. God says, I will go before you. You're just a small little running back in the game of life. But God has a big offensive tackle. 
and a sinner and he's sending them before you <laughs> making a way taking out y'all turn around turn to your right turn to your right walk back the other way thank you man thank you for helping me preach you see that and everything and, and did you notice did you notice when they were walking through it wasn't hard so how, so how did see the reason that you your life has it so hard is because you're going before God but God says watch this God says when you allow him to go before you he will move all of the obstruction out of your way and you don't even have to worry about the backstabbers because goodness and mercy is also following you all the days of your life that's good news he says he says he says he says i am going before you making a way in the wilderness watch this a wilderness is a dry desolate uncultivated uninhabited region where little vegetation grows this is a prophetic word for somebody in the house God says don't be aggravated agitated or surprised when he sends you into a bearing place because he has anointed you to be fruitful Sometimes we get, un we get upset because of the assignment. When you don't even understand that the only reason God sent you into a barren place is because he has impregnated you with incorruptible seed. And when you begin to release the seed of God into what has proven to be barren, uncultivated, and uninhabited, you will begin to be produce fruit in unlikely areas. God gave me two terms to prophesy to you. He said uncharted territory and uncultivated domain. Someone say uncharted territory. Say uncultivated domain. And this is what the Spirit is speaking through these terms. God has anointed you to dominate something that has never been done. Who am I talking to? You will be the first in your family to stay married. You will be the first in your family to start a successful business. You will be the first in your family to raise your children in the fear and the admonition of God. God says, he has anointed you to dominate something that has never been done before. God is anointing you to be the first. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is anointing you to be the first. Tell him he's giving you a pioneering anointing. The anointing of a trailblazer. The anointing of a trendsetter. Hear me, I prophesy to you, when you have called, when you have been called to be first, 
you can never settle for what is because you've been anointed to become even when there is no blueprint can I say it again when you have been called to be the first you can never settle for what is because you've been anointed to become even when there is no blueprint make it plain bishop i'm trying to tell you that you are a model maker did you hear me you are a model maker and when you are a model maker you can go through what most people died in. Ah! That's why you haven't lost your mind. Because God has given you extra strength because you are a model maker. People will follow the model you leave behind. When you have a call on your life, to be the first, you will never fit in. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? When you have a call on your life to be the first, you will never fit in. The reason you can't get an invite is because you don't fit in. Because they know when you show up, they got to put the cigarette out. Not because... You are judgmental, but because your conviction to live holy intimidates their ability to sin. People shouldn't feel comfortable cussing around you when you're a child of God. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. Folks shouldn't feel comfortable telling little dirty jokes around you when you are a child of God. Behold, I will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it I will even make a way of the wilderness and rivers in the desert I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert what do rivers symbolize in the Bible number one they symbolize the need to progress and move forward is there anybody in this place there is an undeniable unction in you to move forward <laughs> if you've grown agitated with the status quo that is indicative of the fact that God has placed a river in your life because rivers show you that there is a need to progress and move forward someone say rivers the second symbolism of a river is that it is a source of sustainment say God is keeping me you're gonna, you're gonna be like a tree planted by the rivers of water here's what you're gonna do you're gonna bring forth fruit in your season your leaf ain't gonna wither uh oh and whatever you do it will but the reason you're not experiencing prosperity is because you ain't doing nothing. God can only prosper what you do. And then the last reason for a river is that they signify.
the never-ending flow of God's grace in your life. He said, I'm making a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Do you need some of that in your life? I'm only talking for pe to people who need a way made and a river laid. Open up your mouth and say, God, I need a way made and a river laid. If you can't get with that, I want you to keep sitting down. But if you can't get with that, meet me up here real quick. I said, meet me up. If you need a way made and a river laid, meet me up here. Come quick. Don't you walk up here. Come quick with the spirit of expectation. Preacher was spitting, I wouldn't come close. I'm done spitting, so y'all can come close, okay? Transitions are taking place. It's not, it's not checkers, it's chess. You understand? Y'all good? Do you trust God? Are you hungry? Do you need him? Do you trust him to make a way? Do you trust him to lay a river? I feel the anointing. You didn't make a mistake. You did not make a mistake. God is using it to pull you closer to him. God is using it to drive you to your knees, to trust him, fight the good fight of faith, trust and believe God to do it. And I know he's able, I've got to see. I see your prayer, but more importantly, I see your faith. God says you didn't make a mistake, and he's anointing you with everything that you need to compel that one to come in the name of Jesus. Hey, yeah, this is this is my seed for grace for favor this is my seed to reward I
your hands. Everything is working. Listen, listen. This is such a pure and powerful moment. You know, I, I try to be commercial. I try to be seeker friendly. But the Holy Ghost is very intentional in his ways. And he says there is an anointing that's on this house. He says you have but to walk in here with faith and you will walk out with answered prayer. So I need to understand and know today, do you have faith? Do you have expectation? All you have to do is say these three words, Lord, I receive. Say it now. 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 Say it in faith. 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 trying to lure you to to take your life but God blocked it you're not even supposed to be here because of certain companies you've kept over the span of your life but the very fact that you're standing here in God's house shows that God has a special assignment for your life how old are you? 25 you're 25 years old say that your generation no longer come to church but you defy that lie lift up your hands young man God sent you here you follow me as I follow Christ you trust God you believe God you put your faith in God in spite of what this world looks like in spite of what people say in spite of what people do bishop is going to anoint you you're going to feel something that you've never felt in your life you're going to feel the tangible hand of god upon your life and you're going to receive a portion of his power that's going to help you in your journey all you've got to do is say lord i receive lord i receive say lord i receive lord i receive say lord i receive can you all begin to give god praise in this house Give God praise in this house.
of the most faithful women of God that Bishop has ever had the privilege of leading in ministry. There's so many times I want to prophesy over your life and God said, not yet. this power so strongly but God says this is your time God says this is your season where he's going to put a smile on your face that the enemy cannot erase he's going to put joy in your heart God says he's going to put joy in your heart that will erase the last 30 years of silent tears God says, your time is now, Robo Koshe. Eyes haven't seen, Robo Koshata. Ears haven't heard. Every place that the soles of your feet shall tread, God's going to give it for you. He says he only wants you to say, I receive it now. Receive it now. Robo Koshe. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Say, Lord, I receive. Yeah. Lord, I receive. Lord. Open up your mouth and say that. Say, Lord, I receive. Say, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. I need for you to say it. Faith is in the house. Say, Lord, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. One more time, everybody. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I receive. Come on, say it. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lift up your hands. <laughs> I said, lift up your hands. How many of you feel the power of God in this place? Where's your wife? Shan, I need you to come here quick. I know you're switching on the board. I need you to come here quick. Jelly, go sit in. Mike, come here. I feel, I feel a peculiar anointing on this morning. Man of God, lift up your hands. You are the man of God that God has called you to be. You are priest, you are protector, you are provider, and you don't need anybody's permission because God has already approved you to be who he has called you to be. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, I receive now. Yes, yes. You're not here by chance on the day. As a matter of fact, you started not to come. But there was something that compelled you to be in the house of God on today because God wanted to remind you that you're his man. You're his man. Can I shake your hand, brother? You're God's man. I pray for you, sir. The anointing and the power of God be upon your life. Respect, love, and honor is what you will do during this season of your life. I love you, man. Come on, somebody, put your hands together and give God praise in the house. There is too much power, oil, and grace on your life for you two to be working for anybody. There is too much power, grace, and oil upon your life for you two to be working for anybody. God says during this season, you got to turn up your expectation, turn up your faith, 
and turn up your diligence as it relates to your work ethic. And God says, when you do this, you will be able to fire those who think they have control over your life. God says, the anointing that's upon your life, hear me, look at me, Shannon, the anointing that's upon your life as a unit is what makes it so. Not as an individual, but as a unit. Coming together, praying together, fasting together, planning together, and pursuing together. There are certain financial struggles that you have had that your seed will never see. But it has nothing to do about God, what God will do, because he's already done it. It's already done. You needed freedom. See the grace and favor. I'm gonna lay hands on you. I'm like, hey, and there's something that's going to happen on the inside of your heart. one but this is a place where the spirit of God has right away the Falcons don't play today what you rushing for I love you come here Southern Arkansas University lift up your hands God wants to do it for you God wants to do it for you he loves you God is doing it by the power of his spirit say neighbor it ain't your business what he's doing 
you just need to know that he is doing it that's your problem you, you're too nosy mind your business he's doing it <laughs> by the power of his spirit in jesus name amen as you go back to your seat put your hands together and give god glory <laughs> Working for my good. Working for my good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good, y'all. Working for my good. I don't, I don't knock somebody down there. Don't talk the TV. Why the TV leaning? <laughs> we'll fix it. Amen. We'll fix it. I saw the Holy, the Holy Ghost hit you. Your wig. You come up and your wig be crooked. <laughs> in my in my father's church, there was something funny that happened once. In my daddy's church, there was Mother Williams. Mother Williams was a she was a saint. You know, y'all y'all call Christians, but old school they called themselves they were saints. And one time she was shouting, Elder Emma, she was shouting in the choir stand, and, 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 and mama fell down, and her wig fell off. Her wig fell off. And, and we ran over to help her up, and we were picking up, she said, baby, don't pick me up before you put my wig back on. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. We said, yes, ma'am, mama, we put that wig on. It was a little sideways, but she had her hair back. I love you. I bless God for you. We are in a season of supernatural manifestation. How many of you know what today is? Today is Big Gift Sunday, right? We are wearing our I Believe shirts. They have already completed the framing for the Impact Academy. And they start putting in the sheetrock on tomorrow. They're about to put some skin on it. We are building this academy upstairs, 6,200 square feet. We're building out this academy. It's going to have about eight or nine classrooms. And we're going to cultivate young minds and young lives into being the champions that God has called them to be. And we are going to do this debt-free. This won't only create a safe space for our children, it's also going to create jobs for our parishioners and for the community. Now, now this is what we're going to take care of in the next six months and then sometime in 2024, no later than 2025, we're going to break ground on the acreage we just purchased a few months ago and build our impact plaza. Bishop ain't changed. This is just the vision being fulfilled because day one, our vision has been to be an oasis of love in our community, empowering its people to live a fulfilled life through spiritual, social, intellectual, and economic development. This is the time that we will serve the economic component of our vision. And ain't nobody mad but the devil. We're going to do this debt-free, and I need your help. There are those of us who have pledged. My wife and I have pledged 10000 towards this cause. We're going to be giving on today. 
there's some who have pledged 5,000 there's some who have pledged 1,000 and some people who have pledged other it is important for us to follow through on what it is that we told God we would do you didn't make this pledge to bishop but you made it to God you understand and if you look around this house you can see that there is stewardship in the house if you look around this house you can tell that there was a man of faith and a man of integrity as it relates to how we handle the money here I know you see stuff on social media about pastors stealing money can I tell you something I had money before I start pastoring this church and I ain't gonna be broke because it makes you feel comfortable that's your mind it was $30,000 that I took from me and my wife's savings account that launched this church and for the first four years I didn't take a salary and the Bible says that the laborer is worthy of his hire and you should not muzzle the mouth of the one who treads out the field for you it is a demonic intention for you to be comfortable following a broke man of God because the anointing flows from the top down come on talk to me y'all loosen up smile I know when you start talking about offering a church your cheeks get tight both sets of them since you thinking that I'll say it loosen up because scripture says for as long as the earth remains there will be seed time and the Bible says give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom there is someone who is waiting to bless you but you won't release the seed out of your hand come on somebody are y'all ready to give I need you to smile come on smile it because God loves what type of giver he loves a cheerful giver I need for us now we have three big give Sundays all right we have one in October we're having one today and we have another one in December so so we're getting about 90 days to take in the resources that we have pledged I think about now we have right at $80,000 that have been pledged and I think that there's somebody here today who may even want to join in on this pledge who may want to join in is there anybody who wants a pledge card you want to participate in what we're doing on today amen you want to pray about it we have someone here come on come on come on come on we have someone over here in the corner God bless you we have someone here in the corner to my right over here God bless you 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 it's time for us to give I love this church. Come on. It's time for us to give. Come on, stand to your feet. We have four virtual giving platforms, but there may be someone who wants to give with a check or cash. If you will raise your hands, we will give you an offering envelope. We'll give you an offering envelope. Miss Anita Hollis and Alicia Walker are in the back of the church to accommodate everyone who wants to give with their debit card or their credit card on today come on come on there is a spirit of giving in the house on today a spirit of faith in the house on today we're going to give towards our pledges on today we're going to return tithe on today we're going to give offerings on today and we will sow seed on today someone say I believe that God is able to do what he promised Come on, come on, somebody. You can go to Givelify. Come on. Go to Givelify. 
Giblify.com, key in Impact Worship Center. There's someone who is streaming live on today. Let me talk to this camera. There is someone who could not make it to church physically, but your seed can get here. Your tithe can get here. We return tithe out of honor. We give offerings out of gratitude, and we sow seed in faith. We return tithe because we honor God. We give because we have a spirit of gratitude, and we sow seed in faith. Go ahead and go to Giblify. Come on, online audience. Come on, family. Go to Giblify. Key and Impact Worship Center. Return tithe given offerings. Sow a seed. You can also use the Zelle option. Key in the um, email address impactgiving at impactwc.org. Give there. Or you can use our text to give option. Or you can use our website. Go to impactwc.org. Come stand next to me, baby. We're giving towards our pledge on today. I left my phone in the back. Terrence, get my phone for me, please. We're going to be giving on today, and I want those of you. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless, and have an amazing week.